Hello and welcome to Quiz Time India. My name is Aditya and I'm your host and quiz master. It is good to be back. It has been a good couple of months since the last episode and together we are back at the grind. The second run or if I can call it the season 2 of the podcast is here and before we jump into it, I thought you know what? Let me give you some updates about the first season. First season had 26 episodes, almost 30 quizzers or quizzing enthusiasts came onto the show and shared some interesting trivia with us. The podcast was mostly heard in India, followed by US and UK. Apart from that, it was also heard in countries such as Finland, Qatar, Netherlands, Singapore, Canada, Germany, Brazil, Australia, France, Argentina, Oman, Mexico, Switzerland, Ireland and even Israel. 80% of the listeners are in between 18 to 34 years old. Almost 30% of the audience was female. Something we can improve. Weekend saw heavy traffic, so did 6 p.m. in the evening. And according to the data, most of you love AR Rahman. Yeah, the data knows that and to be honest, I'm not surprised who doesn't love AR Rahman. And finally, the show had more than 800k impressions on all streaming platforms. and not only that it was heard for more than 900k minutes yes 9 lakh minutes the show was heard 9 lakh minutes i can't really believe that number moreover the show also got some awards and accolades so i would say to sum it all up it was a satisfactory first season and it wouldn't have been possible without you yes you the one who chose this podcast over everything that youtube or netflix had to offer you who tuned in week after week to get your fix of trivia and also thousands of you who joined us on social media messaged us tagged us shared your stories shared trivia shared anecdotes you know what i can't thank you enough that was about the past and now we'll have a look at the future what can we do with this podcast I mean how can we make it grow and when i say make it grow i don't just mean in numbers or listeners now what i mean is how do we grow it in quality can we explore better ways of quizzing can we make something for children can we make something for non quizzers you know what i do have some thoughts and some plans have already been put into motion we are talking things like curated newsletters discord servers zoom quizzes and finally if it all goes well maybe just maybe another quiz podcast yeah a different style of quizzing a different approach to quizzing i am excited and also this is where you come in as you may have guessed by the frequency of the show that podcasting is tough each episode needs to be researched scripted recorded re-recorded edited mixed mastered published and promoted it is a lot of work and we can really do with your support The podcast is now open to contributions and donations. If you like the previous episodes or say end up liking this episode, consider donating to keep this podcast running. Basically, every buck you share will be used on producing and promoting this podcast. Right now, you can go to www.instamojo.com/@studio41. Yeah, www.instamojo.com slash at the rate studio studio 41 studio 41 and there you can donate whatever amount you like from 10 rupees to 10000 it is all good 
Although I must say, if you donate 10,000, that's a bit way too generous. And every time you will be donating to the podcast, we will be sending you something special straight into your inbox. It can't be one-way traffic. It can't be only give, not take. So once again, www.instamojo.com slash at the rate studio 41. Now, now that we have all the housekeeping done, let us get into today's episode. And today's guest for the first episode of the second run is Kunal Mandal. What do I say about Kunal? Over the years, he has not only worked on Kaun Banega Karodpati, but on various infotainment shows for Sony, History Channel, Nat Geo and even Epic TV. He has been a consultant to Niti Ayo, the government of India's think tank. He has also co-founded Gyanspace, a gamification company which uses quizzes and other games as a tool for people engagement and citybytesindia.com, a travel portal which helps travelers discover and book inspiring city experiences provided by local experts. And not only that, something which is very close to my heart, podcasting. He is also the host of two chart-topping podcasts, Stuff Tales, which explores extraordinary story of ordinary everyday objects and Kya Swad Hai, where he brings stories from around the most popular Indian foods with a bit of nostalgia and a whole lot of fun. He's also a dedicated gallivanter and has traveled to 36 countries and 28 Indian states and union territories. So without any further ado, welcome to Quiz Time India. So hello Kunal, welcome to Quiz Time India. This is the first episode of the second season or the restart and I couldn't have had a better person on the show. A quizzer, a podcaster, what better can we ask for? Thank you for coming here. Thank you Aditya, thank you for inviting me and it's such a pleasure to finally catch up with you and do this and especially as the first guest of the second season, look forward to having a blast on today's episode. Absolutely, man. So, for those who are joining us for the first time, and for your benefit too, and especially for all the people who had been listening to us for the long time, and they're coming back after the break, let me tell you the rules again. It is quite simple. We both ask each other questions. So, we both have a set of questions with us. We both take turns asking each other these questions. And through the questions, say, if you ask a question, and if I need any hints, I can ask you for hints and you can direct me towards the answer. And that is basically what it is. There's no competitiveness here or there are no marks or points for a correct answer. The idea is to know more, to learn more and to have food for thought for the listeners. Does that make sense? Perfect. Absolutely. I'm excited for it. All right. So I will start with the first question as we do on this podcast. I'll make you comfortable. You are the guest after all. Shall we go ahead with the first question? Absolutely. Over to you. All right. So the first question starts with Samuel Beckett. Samuel Beckett was an Irish novelist, playwright, short story writer, theatre director, poet and literary translator. His best known work is the 1953 play Waiting for Godot. Beckett was awarded the 1969 Nobel Prize in Literature. So he was quite the big deal. In 1950s though, he lived in this quite quaint farming French town of Ussy-sur-Marne. I hope I get the pronunciation right. I'll spell it out also. The spelling is U-S-S-Y S-U-R 
M-A-R-N-E. So Samuel Beckett was living in this tiny French village of Usi sur Marne in the 1950s. Now the closest school to the village was some 2-3 kilometers away and Beckett was one of the several adults who sometimes drove local children to school. Now here is when things get interesting. A young man living in this French farming village in the 1950s or should I say a young child living in this French farming village in the 1950s undergoes an extraordinary growth spurt and becomes too ungainly to ride the bus to school. Which is when a neighbor with a convertible, which is Samuel Beckett, comes in and helps the child and takes him to school. What I want you to do is identify this young boy who underwent a tremendous growth spurt and was driven down to school by Nobel winning Samuel Beckett. This boy would become world famous and was also called as the eighth wonder of the world. Wow. Pretty interesting story, I must say. Uh, mm-hmm. so, uh, so, the basic question is that Beckett was living in this village in France. Yes. And uh, he helped a boy go to school. Is that uh, correct? Yes. So you're looking for the name of the boy who would become later on very famous. Absolutely correct. Okay. So I I know, uh, I mean, I I don't know a lot about Samuel Beckett, but the part that, uh, you know, he... Uh, sort of was there during the and uh, sort of helped French resistance during the World War II. That part I uh, remember during the Nazi occupation mm-hmm. in uh, in about 1940. But who could this boy be? Is there any other hint that you have given in the question about the boy itself? Okay, so so there are many stories to it. Everyone agrees that Beckett was in the village, and a lot of people agreed that Beckett has driven a lot of children to school. And it is also true that this young kid also drove to school with Beckett. Now, there are different reasons. One of the reasons, one of the stories goes, which I said, that this school-going child suddenly had a growth spurt and he became so big that he Mm. couldn't ride to school in the bus. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. I'm speculating here. Maybe he became too big to sit in the bus. Maybe people picked on him. The children picked on him. And thus, he had to go to school, either walk it up. And that's where Samuel Beckett came in. And Samuel Beckett offered to give this kid a ride. And the story came out much, much later when this kid who had become, as I said, became world famous, also known as the eighth wonder of the world, which is slightly a bit of exaggeration considering. Mm. Yeah, but he was also called as the eighth wonder of the world. And that is when he mentioned the story to one of his colleagues one day and that is how the story came out. So, I think you should go in the direction of what happened yeah, to the basi- boy. Yeah, basically a famous French uh, uh, guy. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so, 1940s, he was a boy. So, he would be about what? Uh, his school going, so he would be about roughly 10, 12 years of age. This kid was born uh, in 1946. He passed away in 1993. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, I, I think no particular guess comes to my mind, apart from the fact that I'm still fascinated by the fact that a 
you know school boy got a chance to walk to school <laughs> with beckett himself i mean like that part of the story definitely catches my attention and uh, interests me in the story itself mm. okay let me let me, uh, uh, let me point yeah, you to more uh, hints, this thing yes. yeah so i did mention that this kid grew suddenly and he grew too big and right. he didn't stop growing right he, he just went on to become this huge man which is why he was also called the eighth wonder of the world where would you ah, okay. see such huge men um, in in movies i would probably he he has done movies he has done movies although that was not his primary profession but he has done movies he featured in a arnold schwarzenegger movie called um, conan the destroyer and he was also okay. in a movie called the princess bride if that helps so is i think i have some clue now huh? so is this the the french wrestler uh, who turned actor later andre the giant bingo awesome man that's such a lovely story wow that's such a brilliant question great thank you so much i learned something cool today Andre Rene Rosimov born 19 May 1946 and he passed away on 28 January 1993 better known as Andre the Giant was a French professional wrestler and actor as i said he uh, featured in movies such as Conan the Destroyer and The Princess Bride uh, Rosimov was mentioned in the 1974 Guinness Book of World Records as the highest paid wrestler in history at that time apparently in 1970s in a year he won more than he earned rather almost half a million dollar every year which for that time was huge and yeah uh-huh. if you're a wrestling fan you probably have heard of andre the giant of and course and he was Amazing. also in wrestling parlance you know how they make these characters slightly larger yeah. than life hence the eighth wonder of the world i see yeah but but it's truly i mean that's such a uh, you know blessed childhood absolutely you, know, sort of, you you basically had uh, literally life lessons from the one of the greatest writers of that time yes in fact if you go to the wikipedia page of the village usi sarman right. uh-huh in there's a segment which is like notable people there are only two people in there one is samuel beckett and the other is andre the giant unbelievable wow nothing else of importance has happened in that village except for that in 1950s these two guys rode in a car wow that's that's really cool that's awesome by the way there's uh, something more i have about andre the giant he was unofficially okay. crowned the greatest drunk on earth it is said that okay. he once he once consumed 119 beers in 6 hours 119 beers of 350 ml each which comes up to approximately 41 liters in 6 hours and on an episode of WWE Legends of Wrestling it was said that Andre the Giant once drank 156 470 ml beers that which is over 73 liters in one sitting whoa i mean yeah. uh, why why we, sh- we should have like a real life uh, you know sort of comic or a graphic novel It's like it's it's almost like he has obelisk like you know <laughs> sort of capacity. Damn it man, is. that's like that's really really <laughs> like a, that's, that's like quite a, a lot. 
That's yeah, I mean, it's like literally, literally, beer is producing all the energy for him to do anything else that he wants to do. Yeah. So that was the first question, and well done. You get it right. Now it's your turn. Thank you. You know the drill. Of course. So uh, five questions, as you have told me at the beginning. Yes. Uh, so what I've done is I basically chose, uh, basically sort of selected uh, five things that makes our life uh, beautiful, happy, and exciting. Okay. Okay. So ba- basically, my five pillars for a good life. Right. So the, the first one, first one is on food, and uh, as someone once said, never underestimate the power of good food. Absolutely. So, that's that's your theme for the first question and here comes the story and then I'll ask you the question so this person had gone to visit the Nizam of Hyderabad in 1951 uh, he's, he's staying at uh, the magnificent uh, Falaknama palace and mm-hmm. Falaknama is like you know literally fabled story so you have this 80 foot long dining table and at that time there were no menu so pictures mm-hmm. of dishes are hand painted every day on the ceiling and you would have to basically point to what you want to eat uh, imagine that experience <laughs> for yourself yeah. uh, so I, I'm, I'm pretty sure the guest this guest that I'm talking about is having a really good time mm-hmm. and uh, then comes the entry of uh, Shafiullah now, Shafiullah is the cook or the chef uh, at the palace mm-hmm. and uh, this guest is so impressed by Shafiullah that he hires him immediately to cook for him at his residence. Okay. Okay. So my question is, who is this guest at Falaknuma Palace who hired mm-hmm. Shafiullah? And because of this hire, what change of national importance happened in India? Hmm. The two parts so, to the question. Hmm. Who is this guest who stayed at the Falaknama Palace at the behest of uh, Nizam? Mm-hmm. And uh, he hired Shafiullah. And that hire uh, changed something, uh, you know, which, is, which can be considered to be of national importance. So what was mm-hmm. that change and who is he? So we are talking about Nizam of Hyderabad, probably in uh, Nizam's last, day of, last days of his rule. Somewhere on that, uh, did you mention a year? I said so. He visited this person. Visited him in 1951, and mm-hmm. uh, if it helps, he was actually the last guest to stay at the Fuluknama Palace uh, before it was sort of uh, uh, desolated, and then later on took over by Taj, uh, and then oh. turned it into a hotel. Acha. So, that, so that's another piece of uh, information there. Yeah. So, um, I'm assuming it has to do something with India becoming a new nation and uh, some maybe it was Nehru, maybe it was Sardar Patel trying to convince the Nizam to join the Indian Republic. And that is when they tasted the food and somewhere in their mind they went, you know what, we should get this guy to Delhi. That's my first line of thought. I don't know if it is anywhere related. <laughs> You are in the right direction, but I love uh, the story that you have, you know, the, the, you, you have concocted, and that's the best part of you know even quizzes as well. It's like Absolutely. you hear these really great answers, 
and here in this case for example you are saying that the food was so good in hyderabad they basically decided that it should remain in india no no logic and i totally agree i would have missed otherwise uh, you know such good good food for sure uh, you are in the right direction now think uh, that this person hired shafiullah mm-hmm. to cook for him at his residence right that yeah. could give you a clue that who this person might be and uh, and why that residence has a role to play in that change that happened in national importance it's a bit of a tricky question but still hmm. think and see if you can get it if you don't uh, i can help you with some clues further so i'm thinking now i'm thinking residences of national importance and if you're talking early 1950s so of course uh, nehru comes to mind he was uh, or even the president of india 1950 i think uh, we already had uh, our first president so maybe is rashtrapati bhavan the place per chance yes, was he the first that's, that's correct so was he the first chef of rashtrapati bhavan uh no i mean rashtrapati bhavan was was already in existence so we had hmm. uh, you know foods being uh, cooked but i mean since hmm. uh, we got independence yeah yeah, uh, yeah. but after the hire of shafiullah something changed uh, in in the food at rashtrapati bhavan so what really happened there do you think no it can't i, I was thinking so if i am not mistaken before you know independence rashtrapati bhavan was where the mount patton's used to stay or the chancellor used to stay no correct the governor right? used to stay yeah governor used to so i thought maybe uh, shafiullah was the first uh, chef to cook uh, non vegetarian food in the okay. president yeah yeah i mean you you are somewhat there so uh, let let me sort of help you with the answer now so okay. you are partly correct with the fact that it was dr rajender prasad who uh, was the last guest at the fulaknama palace Okay. And he loved Shafiullah's uh, kacche gost ke biryani and korma, uh-huh. and he basically said that look. Uh, uh, t- so basically, till till about uh, the fifties, uh, hardly hmm. any Indian food was cooked in the Rashtrapati Bhavan kitchens. Achha. So, I- in some ways, our president was basically bored of the continental, <laughs> or the, uh, you know, the the English food per se. So hmm. after Shafiullah's biryani, he was like, okay. You know, भैया तो कहाँ थे तुम इतने दिन? आ जाओ हमारे घर. You know, हमको अपना खाना खिलाओ. So, so he is the first person to actually introduce Indian uh, cuisine in state banquet. Wow. Uh, also, the Mughlai cuisine. Yeah. Also, the hmm. Mughlai cuisine came into the Rashtrapati Bhavan because of him. The tandoor. was installed at his behest because before that no tandoor was there in rashtrapati bhavan so uh, i was recently reading so uh, during pranab mukherjee's uh, presidency the rashtrapati bhavan actually released uh, five volumes of books on these anecdotal stories on incidents that happened in our presidential palace which is oh. always happens behind closed doors but now yeah. some of the stories are available with us so being someone who loves really great food and and food stories i was yeah. reading one particular book on this and that's where i came uh, to find this story and i thought let me put it in your podcast today that is so interesting can you tell me the name of the series uh, which you said was released in pranab das term 
uh, or how should how can we find these books so it is it's published by the publication division of the government of india it was the project was actually done in collaboration with ignca indira gandhi national center for arts for rashtrapati bhavan there are about five of them i think uh, if you go and search on amazon they are available there as well and mm-hmm. otherwise you can always find it on the any any pib outlet that you press information yeah. bureau outlet that you have in your uh, city uh, but it's a treasure trove uh, beautiful book uh, nicely done great content great photographs so you know it's it's worth to be in your collection so please do check it out absolutely that was such an excellent that was such a delicious piece of trivia <laughs> i can <laughs> smell you. the food <laughs> yeah that's the thing with food yeah So shall we move to the next question? Yeah, sure. So the next question is it starts with a short story. It actually starts with a very very short story. I'll tell you the story and then I'll tell you the context in which the story was written. So the story goes The Shimla Meteorological Office announced on September 28, 1896 that a massive cyclone would destroy Bengal in 2 days. September 28, 1896 and people expected the worst but come October 1st after few drops of rain the sky cleared. How did the cyclone disappear? Only one person knew what happened to the cyclone. He was on a ship to Ceylon. When the ship was threatened by large waves caused by the cyclone, he remembered that his daughter had given him a bottle of Kuntalin hair oil. He remembered reading in the Scientific American that oil floats above water and calms the tension on the surface. In a desperate attempt, he empties the bottle of Kuntalin hair oil into the sea. The wild waves caused by the cyclone calm and calcutta is saved this is the short story called nirudeshar kahini i hope i am getting the name right which translates to the story of the untraceable this story was submitted for the kuntalin puraskar it was instituted in 1896 by kuntalin hair oil founder hemendra bose this was a literary prize contest with one condition story should include kuntalin hair oil in the narrative without making it look like an advertisement while nirudeshar kahini or the story of the untraceable is regarded as india's earliest science fiction kuntalin puraskar could be india's first attempt at branded content what i want you to tell me is who wrote this piece of science fiction Yeah I mean uh, uh, being a bengali this would be a bad <laughs> miss if I don't get this so thank you for the question but uh, for everyone uh, who is listening to this podcast mm-hmm. uh, the man who wrote this story is uh, no less than a you know genius I absolutely mean, uh, uh, he he is a remarkable personality and this was one of the, I mean this is considered uh sort of the first science fiction in many ways in 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 in, in india if i'm not wrong mm-hmm. so this uh story is actually called niruddesher kahini mm-hmm. which is also known as polatok tufan which is basically the run away cyclone 
and uh, this uh, to uh, to answer your question this is of course written by uh, the famous the great uh, the well loved jagadish chandra bose <laughs> absolutely uh, who who is definitely the true inventor of radio much before marconi <laughs> but, <laughs> yes Uh, but 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 there's another interesting fact uh, that comes to my mind from the story that you've told me mm-hmm. so kuntalin hair oil you are absolutely to the point that it's one of the earliest uh, probably example of branded content and sure. let me ask you a subsequent question this is not part of the actual sure. question set but since we are on the topic Why which not? famous indian once advertised for this uh, hair oil <laughs> Okay, I know that. Okay, uh, is there anything else in that? Uh, no, I mean, uh, he, I mean, considering that it's uh, a Bengali sort of hmm. company, and uh, this other person is, of course, a famous another famous Bengali, so that that might help uh, help you. So I have seen an image of an old ad featuring Rabindranath right. Tagore and Brill Cream. So I'm imagining if he was uh, sponsoring uh, Brill right. Cream. Maybe he did that for Kuntalin hair oil also. Absolutely, you are right. And uh, ah. not only that, one of the great brand ambassadors of his time is probably Tagore because uh, he also apparently advertised for Bon Vita at that time, which is like oh, <laughs> like really really awesome uh, to know. And he probably understood. Uh, you know, he was a great fundraiser, right? I mean, literally hmm. for the the entire university that he built. Uh, mm-hmm. was uh, part of it came from the nobel fund but he also raised a lot of fund from different places uh, from different sources i mm-hmm. wish uh, all of us could have uh, you know his fundraising skills for that uh. we can use for <laughs> our startups <laughs> touche touche probably we've been looking at the wrong places we've been looking at the elon musk of the world maybe we should look at yeah, yeah, yeah. that goes we, we should look at closer to home yeah yeah so uh, tell me about the story uh, I came to know about this story quite recently. Is it well known in the, that part of the country? Uh, how did you know about this? Uh it is. So uh, I mean of course I've read the story. So mm-hmm. this uh, was originally this was a short story. Mm-hmm. which was later expanded and added to uh, sort of the first science fiction book that he wrote called Obacto which is the unsaid. Okay. Okay, uh, that's actually a brilliant book to read. Uh, it's it's uh, the story of the missing one is just one part of the book, but there are like too mm-hmm. many other uh, that you can read as well. So do do check out. I mean, both of these are available uh, for free. I'm sure a lot of these places would have uh, you know PDFs that you will find to read mm-hmm. the story. Uh, so you can you can yeah. check check out that uh, for sure. Definitely. Thank you so much Kunal that was uh, the correct answer you knocked it out of the park and now it's turn for your question and uh, just a small plug in yeah uh, people who are planning to come to Calcutta or want to visit Calcutta in near future uh, the house of Jagdish Chandra Bose has now been turned into a great museum oh uh, and it's open to public where you can actually see the original crescograph Uh, ah. which he worked with uh, also a lot of other uh, original machines that he worked with and mm. you also get to see uh, an original wall painting made by Obanindranath Tagore of Bharat Mata in his house 
and okay. you also get to see the uh, earlier version of the indian national flag which was hand stitched by sister nivedita so lots of things wow. to see so please do come to my lovely city calcutta <laughs> and pay a visit to the boshu mandir and uh, you mentioned the crescograph that's the device for measuring the growth of plants which bose uh, invented absolutely and and it's ah. so simple if you look at the device you would be surprised you know that he literally did this with you know spare parts in his balcony so <laughs> it's kind of as they say i mean great things probably come from uh, very basic and simple uh, solutions and ideas absolutely that's well said now your turn kunal please go on with your next question my question yes so my second uh, favorite thing in life or the second pillar for a good life what i call is quality of thoughts uh, because quality of thoughts is what defines uh, you know our quality of life in many ways and one of the things that helps us do it is books so the next one is the theme is books okay so here comes your story and then the question So when All right. Coldplay's Chris Martin was going through a divorce from the actress uh, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow mm-hmm. and uh, he was feeling down a friend gave him a book by Maulana Jalaluddin Balkhi who was a 13th century saint born in modern day Tajikistan uh, mm-hmm. his mausoleum uh, the green dome is today a museum in Konya which is in Turkey and mm-hmm. it's still a pilgrimage uh, place for uh, primarily for turkish muslims so mm-hmm. my question is how do we better know this author whose book uh, chris martin got as a gift uh, which helped him uh, you know sort of during his divorce days which were tough for him ha uh-huh. so i think uh, there was enough in the question with which i I think I've cracked it which led me to the answer and Perfect. it actually reminds me of uh, a quote that I don't know who said it I don't know in what context it was said but someone said in a hotel of uh, wrongly quoted people Rumi's door is next to Einstein's <laughs> so, so something like that there was a quote but I think the answer is Rumi and uh, Absolutely it was possibly rumi's rumi's what was what do you call rumi's works it's just hmm. collection of uh, poems that hmm. was i think uh, one of the books that was given to him but rumi hmm. is the answer that we am looking for and and the fact that you know even after hmm. 800 years he remains super popular especially among uh, millennials and instagrammers that's oh, like yeah. <laughs> uh, really really cool to see almost every now and day someone quotes rumi somewhere so yeah, yeah. it's fascinating to see how uh, you know old wisdom is still pretty much uh, the same wisdom i mean it's uh, it hasn't changed over centuries i mean whether you look at uh, marcus aurelius or mm-hmm. uh, rumi or for that matter uh, you know even confucius or any other you know sort of great philosopher philosopher of, yeah yeah uh, those time i mean that's something that's this really really wonderful to uh, take note of yeah and rumi has as you said rumi has traveled far and wide you have rumi as you said uh, all the way in west you have rumi in bollywood hindi films you have 
yeah. people quoting Rumi lyrics based out of Rumi. So yeah, definitely something for your mind, something for you to think about. I love that. I, I love this theme that you have going. Food, then comes thought. I'm really curious to see what comes next. And this brings us to the end of part one of our quiz with Kunal Mandal. The rest of the conversation will be out in the coming few days. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you are listening to us. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Ghana or Savan or even Google Podcasts. You can get in touch with us at the rate podcast studio 41 or at the rate quiz time India on Instagram and on Facebook. Finally, if you liked what you just heard, remember you can support us and keep this podcast running. Go to instamojo.com slash at the rate studio 41 and donate whatever amount you like. No amount is less and every penny is a big help to us. And that will be all for today. See you in the next episode.